This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. 2-0 on Trout. This one is crushed. your host, Trent Rush. Podcast number 100 here on the Angels Recap Podcast. Boy, am I happy with you today. Just want to take a couple of minutes here to not only look back at what the Angels have done, because at the moment, the Angels are six games over 500. They haven't been that since 2018. They've won five games in a row, coming off a sweep of the Cleveland Guardians and now getting set uh, to begin a seven-game road trip to Chicago and Boston to take on the Sox. Yeah, the White Sox first for three, and then Boston, the Red Sox, right after that. I got to tell you, and if you'll uh, allow me, want to take a moment just to acknowledge uh, 100 podcasts, and if you'll allow me just a moment to say thank you. Uh, because your support is what makes all of this possible. You know, we spend a lot of time on the radio, whether it be, you know, on, on Angels pre- and post-game shows, whether it be the Sports Lodge, my show, Angels Recap. Of course, all the games are broadcast on AM830. There's plenty of opportunities to take in Angels baseball. And I also understand that you're busy, and you guys have a lot going on. Everybody's busy these days. And for you to carve out some time, and be able to listen to this podcast at your availability means a lot because I know it is tough sometimes to follow along with everything that's happening over the course of a baseball season. I mean, it's intense. I mean, there's a lot happening every single day. So what we try to do is take the week and break it down into about a half hour or so, give you all the highlights and share with you exactly what's going on with this Angels ball club right now. And I can tell you at the moment, the Angels are playing great baseball at 13-7. and through their first 20 games. You know, a really good start for this Angels team, which we're going to break down here in a moment. But did just want to say thank you because for us, this has been a, a, several years in the making. I mean, we started this process, I, th- I think 2018 was when we first started introducing uh, some of these podcasts, and we've had some great moments. You know, I think back to some of the highlights for me, maybe during the toughest time during the pandemic when we had no baseball and we're trying to get through um, you know, and the uncertainty of not knowing what's going to happen. We kept the Angels podcast going. That was important to be able to continue to have Angel conversations. And for me, as a student of the history of baseball, I loved spending time in the research and going back and doing the homework and learning more about the past because I think Angels baseball has an incredibly rich history. And, you know, in the 2002 World Series run, we got to relive that both on television and on radio. And I thought this was so cool. After the games, Terry Smith and I would hop on Zoom and we did essentially a post-game show. 
and would break down those World Series games. And we shared a lot of those conversations here on the Angels Recap Podcast. I remember talking with Scott Spezio after Game 6. Tim Salmon spent time with us breaking those down. You know, some of the Angels' other playoff runs. You know, 2009, we had Torrey Hunter uh, come on the show. We talked with Torrey about that. That was a big deal. We, we've had so many really cool guests. Frank Tanan has been on our show. We've had Clyde Wright uh, several times. Of course, current stars. You know, we spent a lot of time with Mike Trout. And we talked with Mike right after the birth of his son Beckham. And um, for him to, to give us a perspective on fatherhood, to me, was meaningful then. It means even more now because I look back at that conversation and now I'm the father of a, I have a five month old girl. And, you know, it means a lot hearing the things that Mike Trout uh, said after his son was born and, you know, applying that to my life. I mean, that, that connects, um, you know, selfishly. Um, I, I really appreciate the things that Mike Trout said, but to have that conversation, I think it was powerful. And we love those, you know, the kind of moments. And look, not every week has been sunshine and roses. I mean, there have been some tough weeks. There's no denying that. But, you know, I think it's so appropriate that for podcast number 100, we get to celebrate what was a really cool week in Angels baseball. There are a handful of names I just want to say thank you to uh, here for 100 podcasts. First and foremost, Angels president John Carpino. Uh, if not for John, we don't get to do this. Uh, John has been incredibly supportive. I cannot thank him enough. Angels owner Artie Moreno, Chairman Dennis Cool, um, all of them are so critical uh, to us being able uh, to share this with you, and their support means the absolute world to me. The Angels PR office, uh, you're talking about Adam Chodzko, Matt Birch, Grace McNamee, huge for us, especially in, in helping us get guests and, and giving us um, helpful information to be able to share stats with you um, and different things happening with the Angels and be able to tell the Angels story even better. Um, This does not happen on any front, whether it be radio, television, um, online, here on the podcast space, a lot of information. It doesn't happen without those three incredible players in making this happen. Alex Tinio uh, is huge for the success and the marketing of this podcast and, and making this happen. And, and Hannah Stang has been with us from the, the absolute very beginning, uh, doing a lot of the, the, the groundwork here, just in, in the logistics and being for me to, to tape this podcast in the studio, to getting it to your phone or app or however you listen uh, to the show. Hannah makes all that happen, and to our friends at MLB uh, for their help in the production as well. It means a ton. On the production side, while I'm talking about it, two names in particular, so important for us to be able to do this podcast. Number one, Howard Drescher, a production manager here at AM830. This, again, another guy, this does not happen without Howard and his work um, in, in helping, you know, the the actual logistic part of it in the production and recording the interviews and getting the highlights and those kind of things. And, and Derek Taylor as well, those two so essential for us. It takes a small village to be able to put together this podcast. I, um, humbly appreciate the opportunity to be able to be the host of this show and to get to share this with you. Um, it means the world to me. So 100 podcasts. We're very proud of this. This is quite an accomplishment. Um, and it doesn't happen with the names I just mentioned. 
mention, but more so it doesn't happen without you. You guys are the reason why we do this. There is nothing I love more than getting a chance to spend time connecting with our fans, having the conversation. Um, It's an absolute blast to get to do this, but for me, the relationships that we're able to have from kind of my role is is almost being a bridge between what's going on with the team and and being able to spend some time with fans, uh, that is fantastic. While we are on that subject, I wanted to share this. So for those of you that listen to the Angels Recap uh, show after each and every Angels home game, we're going to be doing a handful of remote broadcasts through the course of the season. The first one is going to be coming up on May the 11th, and we're going to be at Brewery X in Anaheim. So I hope you get a chance to join us there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's, It's basically, hey, we watch the game and keep the party going on the radio. Follow me over. I'm going to be here. I'm going to, I'm going to you know, be a part of the game, and I'm going to do the post-game interview because, of course, the Angels are going to win. And somehow, someway, I'm going to hustle it over the 10 minutes it takes to get over to Brewery X and be there for the Angels recap post-game show, and we're going to have that show with you. And come on by, have a beer, have a seltzer, and let's have a good time. Of course, you got to be 21 years or older uh, to be there. But I think we're going to have lots and lots of fun uh, there at Brewery X. So I invite you to check that out. I'm really looking forward to it. And we're going to do several of these. We're going to do some on some Sundays. I think that's going to be – look, I don't know if anyone's been to Brewery X, but after an Angels game, you come to the game, you hang out, you want to keep your party going, you go to Brewery X, hang out on the patio. That's what we're going to be doing the show. Oh, man, it's, it's hard to beat – a Sunday like that, and I'm looking forward to many of those. But uh, thank you to Brewery X for having us, and again, thanks to you for this podcast. 100 episodes means the world to us, and uh, just sincerely thank you for everything in allowing us uh, to get to this point. Okay, let's talk about the homestand. Enough me babbling, all right? Let's get to some baseball talk, right? That's what this is all about. You know, the Angels had won two of three in Houston before they came on back home to take on the Baltimore Orioles. You're thinking, oh man, how about this Angels team? 5-2 and two on the road trip, puff out the chest, feeling pretty good within striking distance of first place. Let's go take on Baltimore. Let's go get a series sweep. Well, then Baltimore comes in with a little different idea, starting with Bruce Zimmerman in that first game. I thought Zimmerman was really good that day. Angels lost the game 5-3, and I didn't sweat it much because I'd just seen the Angels play so well against Houston. I had just seen the Angels play well against Texas. I wasn't worried about it. You know, they ran into a really good pitcher that's got a great changeup, a left-hander. Angels struggle against that. Um, And and, Zimmerman's changeup was really good. Hard to beat. And it it beat the Angels that night, 5-3, the final score. Then on Saturday, I'm like, all right, here we go. Angels got this one. It's Noah Syndergaard on the mound. Feeling great about it. But this was a game the Angels ended up losing 5-4. And Joe Madden said afterwards... Summed it up very simply. The Angels gave it away. Three runs in the seventh inning. That's not supposed to happen with this great bullpen that the Angels have. But the Angels did give that one away. So, you know, nights like that are going to happen sometimes. And the way I see it, like that night I came on the radio and I remember thinking like, you know, to lose that game was not that big of a deal. But it felt bigger because you had just lost the night before. So now all of a sudden, like, man, life happens fast. You go from taking two or three in Houston, come on back home for Baltimore. Before you can blink, the Angels had already lost the series, and now they had to find a way to salvage it on Sunday, which was shocking. Like, I, I don't think anybody saw that coming. And either of those losses, Friday or Saturday, again, not the end of the world. 
But then to lose them back-to-back, you're like, geez, you know, where is this Angels team? Where was the team that we just saw in Houston? Where was the team we just saw on the last road trip? Well, they would show up later, I promise. Sunday, in the first inning, wasting absolutely no time in getting the party going, the first six Angel batters would reach, and it was 2-0 with the bases loaded as Joe Adele stepped up to the plate. Back in 2020, and here's a ball that's hit well out into right center field. It's out by the wall, and that one is out of here. It's a grand slam. Joe Adele lines one out, and the Angels' lead is now 6 to nothing. You cannot ask for a much better start than that. The first six batters reach, the first six batters score 6 nothing before an out in the ballgame. Hard to top that, and you think, all right, well, now time for cruise control. Go get a victory. Nothing to sweat there. Well, it'd be a little different story. Suarez would go just four and a third. We'd see Trey Mancini hit a big three-run home run. Before you knew it, well, all of a sudden, Baltimore had themselves tied up in this game. It was 6-6 six to six in the seventh inning before the Angels had the bases loaded. Taylor Ward drew a walk, and then the Angels would end up winning the game because of that game-winning walk in the seventh inning. And then it was up to Archie Bradley to come in and try to slam the door with Rysel Iglesias unavailable. Here's the pitch, and this is a one-hopper hit on the left side. Velasquez the second, relay to first, and the ball game is over. Just like that, a double play ball wraps it up. The Angels hold on. Bradley comes through, gets the save. Angels win the game 7-6, to six, and you can put a halo over this one. Archie Bradley with his first save as an Angel. Cool to see that. Good to see the Angels get a win there. Uh, not exactly the most enjoyable experience, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Uh, almost a four-hour game after the Angels had blown the lead. Well, they end up coming back to get the victory to salvage the series. And here's how Joe Madden described it afterwards. Uh... Root canal, um, <laughs> something like that. Uh, definitely, uh, it's a win is a win, but it wasn't necessarily pleasurable. I mean, it started out well, and then, dang, we just could not get that hit. Um, they kept fighting back. They played really well against us in this series. Bully for them. I'm really happy for Brandon Hyde, big fan. Uh, but we hung in there, man. We hung in there to the very end. Uh, uh, Iggy was not available, so you saw what we did, and the guys came through. Yeah, they did, and they were able to get a 7-6 victory there on Sunday to salvage that series against the Baltimore Orioles. Okay, so after the Angels had dropped 2-3 of against Baltimore, then Cleveland was coming into town, and the Cleveland Indians had beaten the Angels in 13-14 of over the last several seasons. But the Guardians were the team that was in town, and it was Shane Bieber getting the start. Look, if you look at the numbers All of the starting pitchers for Cleveland all had success against the Angels in their careers. I mean, the Angels, for whatever reason, have just had the hardest time beating Cleveland. And this was an all-Orange County matchup with Shane Bieber against Michael Lorenzen. You know, a Big West matchup, too. Bieber from Santa Barbara, Lorenzen from Cal State Fullerton. Angels made a change to the lineup on top of that with... Shohei Otani out of the leadoff spot, Taylor Ward in the leadoff spot, and Taylor Ward was proving his worth as a leadoff man, not really, though, as a table setter, more as a run producer like what he showed in the fifth inning. So here comes the payoff delivery, and this is lifted in the air, and it's hit well out into right center field, and that ball jumping up and unable to catch it is straw. That's a home run. A home run right there for Taylor Ward. 
Straw came so close to catching that one. Got his glove on it, but couldn't hold on. And the Angels do get the game's first run. A two-out homer here in the fifth. Lead it one to nothing. Well, and then Taylor Ward came back up in the seventh inning, this time with the man aboard. Here's the 3-2. That's a shot into left center field. That ball's well hit out into left center, and that one is out of here. Wow. A two-homer night for Taylor Ward. And the Angels lead it 3 to nothing. And that's all the Angels pitching would need in this game. How good was Michael Lorenzen? Well, let me tell you, six innings, three hits, four walks, three strikeouts. Lorenzen, six shutout frames, and then the Angels' bullpen able to slam the door after that. Angels get the victory 3-0. How about this? That's the third shutout for the Angels already this season. Compare that to last year when they had four the entire year. And here's Lorenzen afterwards talking about the matchup, knowing he had to face Shane Bieber in this one. Yeah, you know you have to be on it and on top of your game. And tonight I really wasn't, to be honest. I didn't have much going for me. And just, you know, to have different pitches to be able to rely on with the two-seamer and the cutter and, um, you know, just keep them honest and let them put the ball in play. I didn't strike many guys out tonight. And that's just, I was just going for weak contact because, I didn't, like I said, I didn't have my best stuff tonight. And uh, Stassi stuck with me and, and, you know, we had a, we just were improvising out there, and we were able to get through six, so it was, it was good. Well, if that's dealing without your best stuff, that's a great sign for the Angels for Lorenzen to pitch like that. Then on Tuesday, Patrick Sandoval said, Hey, Lorenzen, I know you just went six scoreless, but let me do you one better. Patrick Sandoval with an absolute gem in this ball game. Seven scoreless innings, two hits, a walk, nine punchouts. Angels win the ball game four to one to guarantee themselves at least a split against the Guardians. How about this? On the season, Patrick Sandoval has tossed 15 innings. He has not yet allowed an earned run. He struck out 20 batters in those 15 innings. His changeup, by the way, how lethal is this? Opposing hitters 0 for 18 with 15 strikeouts against that changeup. He has been sensational so far. And here was Joe Madden afterwards uh, talking about the performance of Patrick Sandoval. He was really good. Um, um, better overall command of the fastball. The other stuff is um, slider, curveball, changeup outstanding. Um, towards the end, he really was got, got into pitching a little bit. He was um, getting a little bit tired, but he, he maybe didn't have that 92, 93, 94. But... He was pitching, and I could see it, and he felt it, and he actually, we talked about it after he got done. It was a great learning moment for him uh, where you don't have your best stuff or you, have, you might be a little bit tired that you can still get the, the job done, and that's what he did. I thought he was brilliant. So as good as Patrick Sandoval was in this game, no doubt he was a story, but the Angel bats were rolling as well. We'll talk about the Angels hitting in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Well, in this ball game, it was Brandon Marsh, who in his very first at-bat would end up driving in a run. Marsh had missed a handful of games due to some illness. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's a flu bug or something going around this Angels ball club, but uh, Marsh fell victim to it but came back in and didn't seem to bother him too much, driving in a run in that first at-bat. And I spoke with Brandon Marsh afterwards. Well, Brandon, welcome back. First at-bat returning. I missed a couple of games with the illness. Driving a run right away. What was it like, uh, first of all, just being back and then contributing immediately? Uh, you know, it was uh, it was fun. You know, got, got to give credit to Rendon swinging that stick tonight. You know, uh, love seeing him do his thing, uh, getting on for us and letting us just play our part and play behind him. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. That was on an 0-2 pitch as well. It seems like your two-strike approach has been really good to start the season. Can you walk us through maybe what was going through your mind in that moment? You know, just simplifying and getting a, getting a pitch to get him in. You know, uh, it was early in the game, so, uh, you know, I just tried to play my role. You know, not, just keep it simple and not, not be Superman. So uh, just, just play my part. When you're working behind a guy like Patrick Sandoval, as locked in as he was tonight, what's it do for you as an outfielder when you're seeing him deal? It's fun because I can just sit there. Uh, <laughs> you know, Sandoval, he pitched incredibly well tonight. Uh, you know, uh, super stoked for him. Deserved it all, and uh, always fun to play behind a pitch with a great pace and uh, throwing strikes, getting out. Brandon, appreciate it. Congrats, Lloyd. Thank you, Trent. Let's go. There's something special happening with this Angels team. I think you guys sense it, and it starts with starting pitching for one. Like when Lorenzen pitches like he did, you know, Sandoval pitches like he did. You have Noah Syndergaard. You have Shohei Otani that are essentially like aces on your staff. You get Detmers and Suarez going. You know, those three young lefties in, in Sandoval, Detmers, Suarez, that's really the key, I think, to this rotation. But it's not just the superstars, right? Like, we know Shohei is going to be great. We know Mike Trout's going to be great, though he's at a different stratosphere right now, which we'll talk about in a moment. You know Anthony Rendon is going to contribute. And, and really, like, the way I see it, if you, get, if you, have, you have Trout, Rendon, and Otani, you figure two of those three on a given night are going to be a force for you, okay? So as long as you're counting on that, and then it's it's not just about the stars. Like, the reason why the 2002 Angels team won is because you had a bunch of dudes that everybody around the Angels knew were really great, but nationally maybe didn't quite get the same recognition. And I look at homegrown talents on this team, like Brandon Marsh and Taylor Ward, you know, I think you put Joe Adele in the mix there. David Fletcher is going to be a big part of that, and the Angels hoping to get David Fletcher back on this trip. This has all been without Fletch. You know, these other pieces, you know, you're homegrown. They're your system guys, culture guys. When they start producing in a big way at the major league level to be ancillary help, to go along with the star power to where this team really doesn't feel so top-heavy, then all of a sudden you have yourselves a contender. And that's how I feel about the Angels. On top of that, this bullpen is great. Not good, they're great. There are almost no teams in baseball that have four guys you can depend on on a given night. To have a lockdown closer in Rysel Iglesias, when you have Aaron Loop, who's been unhittable, it seems like. Archie Bradley has the ability to close out games. Ryan Tapera, I know that he actually had some games where he had trouble throwing strikes, but Ryan Tapera is really good, and we've seen that already. Mike Myers is stepping up, and he's getting himself into the mix. After a tough go to begin his season, he's bounced back in a big way. Tough first two outings since then. You know, Mike Myers has been lights out. I think Oliver Ortega could be the next guy in there. 
I think Austin Warren is crafty, and he's a, scrap, a scrappy guy that finds ways. Not the biggest guy in the world, but he finds ways to get outs. You know, I, there's, there's a group in that Angel bullpen that you feel really, really solid about. I think right now it's probably five deep, and if it gets to six with Ortega, now you're in business. And Ortega's been really good. It's just, you know, he'll earn it over longevity. He'll, he'll earn that as the season wears on. But there is a recipe here for what this team is doing, and it's pretty special. Speaking of specials, I can't believe it's taken us this long to even get to the incredible play that we have seen by one particular individual who wears number 27, a three-time MVP in center field for the Halos, who in that game against Cleveland two nights ago, Trouty did this. one nothing Angels, bottom of the third. Here's the pitch. Trout swings and lifts a high fly ball that's carrying deep out into left field. And that one is Trout here. Mike Trout has just hit a two-run homer. The Angels add on Trout's fifth home run of the season. It's now 3-0. Yeah, how about Mike Trout in that game on Tuesday? Two for three, including that two-run home run. How about some stats for you for Mike Trout? At the moment, he is first in all of baseball and on base and slugging. His 1255 OPS, of course, leads the major leagues. We'll get to some more Mike Trout stats coming up in a moment. Also, Anthony Rendon had two doubles in that game. So Rendon's bet is starting uh, to click as well. So as good as Mike Trout has been, can we please for a moment talk about Taylor Ward? Because on Wednesday, it was the Ward show starting with this, with the bases loaded. Here's the pitch, two-strike delivery. He swings and lifts a high fly ball that's carrying deep out into right center field. And that one is out of here. Holy mackerel, that is a grand slam. Wow, Taylor Ward, have a series. Wow. So the Angels up 6-2. to two. Taylor Ward would also double and triple in the ball game, came up just a single shy of the cycle. A phenomenal game for Taylor Ward, a phenomenal homestand for Taylor Ward, and he and I spoke afterwards. The Grand Slam, we don't see many of those on 0-2 counts. Can you walk us through maybe what you were looking for in that scenario? Um, I mean, I was just trying to stay in the fight pretty much, and he threw a bad pitch, and I made him pay. So far for this team to win the first three games of this series, you guys have won four in a row, back in a first place in the American League West. What's the sense with this group, just about the way you guys are playing right now? I mean, we're a good group. You know, it's it's – I don't think, I mean, it really shouldn't be a surprise. I, I think our pitching staff has improved greatly, and, I mean, our offense has always been there. So, I mean, it's just fun to watch, fun to be a part of, and I'm super excited to see how we do. I know you wanted that cycle right there. Were you looking for something to drive first pitch? Yeah, I was. I, I, I think I think the problem was there. I was thinking about it too much. Like, I mean, I, I'd never come close to hitting for a cycle. So, you know, hopefully I can continue to, like, do good and uh, get in that moment again, but keep it locked in. Appreciate it. Congrats on the win. Anytime. Thank you, Trent. Can I read you Taylor Ward's stats for the homestand? 10 for 23. That's a 435 batting average. Doubled, tripled, hit three home runs, walked six times, and was good for an OPS of 1.508. Over 1,500 OPS for Taylor Ward. Amazingly, that was not the best homestand for an angel this last week. Because Mike Trout did him just a little bit better. 11 for 24 for Trout. That's a 458 batting average. He had three doubles. He also tripled on a check swing, mind you. 
Three home runs as well for Mike Trout. His OPS, 1.608. Over 1,600 on the OPS for Mike Trout. Ridiculous what these guys are doing. And that was all in a game where Shohei Otani threw five innings, gave up two runs, but also got three hits in the ball game. And afterwards, Shohei Otani was pretty impressed by the job that Taylor Ward and Mike Trout have done this season and was very complimentary towards the Angels outfielders. Yeah, definitely. It's really fun watching him, him and Ward, like we said earlier. And they just have the vibe that they're just going to get a base hit every single time. And I'm sure the fans feel that way, and it's really fun watching. A lot of people think that you guys are the two best players in baseball. Can there be you guys kind of pushing each other maybe, kind of in a good way? I don't necessarily feel that way because, I mean, Mike Trout's undisputedly the best player in baseball, I believe, at this point, and I feel like he's putting the whole team on his back, and I'm part of that, and just um, going along for the ride. Strong words right there from Shohei Otani. That's Ipe Mazahura translating. Um, but I, I think that I, I disagree with Shohei a little bit. I mean, Trout, I guess, is putting the team on his back, but it just feels like there's not such a load on his shoulders like what we've seen him had to feel in years past. You know, when Ward is playing like this and Brandon Marsh is hitting the ball like he's hitting it, Shohei Otani is going to get things rolling that three-hit day. I thought on Wednesday was great for Otani, who then was able to take Thursday off. You know, Otani gets overshadowed. This is like, I don't know why. I don't know how this happened because this is, I don't know if it's ever happened before. But that was an Otani start five innings and got three hits. Like, that in itself is spectacular, but it was overshadowed because Ward and Trout have been that good. And for Shohei Otani, like he didn't exactly have his best stuff either, but still was able to get out of it. That's the sign of an ace to me. He's going to have the spectacular. How effective can Otani be when he doesn't have his best stuff? You know, and there's such a difference. Like in the past, Otani, when he doesn't have his best stuff, like you're worried if he's going to get past two innings. In that game, Otani didn't have his best stuff. He gave you five. That's growth. That's maturity. And that's what an ace looks like to me. Really encouraged by that. I mean, to me, that that almost says more than when he took the perfect game into the sixth inning in Houston. I mean, that, that's how meaningful that is for me, for Shohei Otani, to not have the A stuff and still be able to grind out a win. Otani now 2-2 two and two on the season. Okay, let's get to Thursday's game. I mentioned that Shohei did not play in this one, and Mike Trout was able to DH in the ball game, essentially like a rest for Mike Trout. Angels would go on to win this game 4-1. to one. They strung together three runs in the third inning. Reed Detmers, five innings, one earned run for him. Tyler Wade, I thought, had a big moment in this game. This was in the seventh inning. It was a 3-1 ball game at the time. Angels trying to create a little bit of insurance here, and this is how Wade got that inning started. Here's the 1-2, little flare into left center. That's going to find daylight and drop in for an opposite field hit. Hustling for two is Wade, the throw. He is safe, and that was a pure hustle double right there to start off the inning. He had two on his mind as soon as Evan was dropping in in left center, and he had the speed to get to. Yeah, that hustle double ends up being a run because the Angels were able to manufacture it in. So you love that. Like, that's the kind of Angels baseball that we're seeing this year. So for all the, you know, the grand slams and the home runs and all the stuff we talked about, like this whole show about what the week was for the Angels, in this game, they didn't have any home runs. They strung together some hits in the third inning. Even Mike Trout grounded into a double play with the bases loaded. That still brought in a run. And then for Wade to go create that magic, you know, the hustle double, and then the Angels could just manufacture him in, 
That insurance run was the difference. I mean, 4-1 is a big difference from 3-1. And then the Angels have Rysel Iglesias to go close out the game. Great stuff. And afterwards, I spoke with Tyler Wade just about how big that was in the 7th. Big double there in the seventh inning to get some insurance. In a game like this, when you know that runs and hits are kind of at a premium, what was the thought process there in that seventh inning, especially as you're making that turn for second base? Yeah, um, using my speed to an advantage right there and um, just trying to make something happen and get on base and doing anything I can to score. Tom, this was one heck of a stretch that your team is on right now. They've won 10 of the last 13. You guys sweep the Guardians here in a four-game series. What's the vibe like with this team right now? We're a confident bunch, man. We believe in each other. We have everyone's back, um, and we're nasty, man. Um, this team's dangerous, um, and it's a special group. We've seen this team win some games with some big home runs. Grand slam last night. Today, it didn't take the long ball. It was about manufacturing. Is that something that you believe that we're going to see more of with this group? Yeah, that's kind of what I mean by a special group, man. Um, we can do everything. We can hit the homers. We can play small ball. We run the bases, play good D. Our pitching staff is unbelievable. Um, our bullpen's unbelievable. So we're kind of a complete package, man. And uh, that stuff is infectious. Tyler, appreciate it. Good luck on the road trip. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right, that's Tyler Wade after the game. I also went down to the Angels clubhouse uh, on Thursday afternoon and spoke with Reed Detmers after he went five solid innings, gave up just a run, and maybe a turning point for Reed Detmers. I thought this was the best he looked all season. It wasn't just about the curveball. His curveball is great. Hell's rainbow. I mean, it is spectacular. And, of course, he's throwing that for strikes, but was landing fastballs as well. And that was a huge difference for Reed Detmers. What's up, Reed? How's it going? First one of the season. Has to be feel pretty good to pitch the way you did today. What would you think? Yeah, I mean, I felt good. Um, just been battling the past couple of weeks, uh, but today I finally felt good. Um, had good stuff, and uh, yeah, got the got the win. Landing that curveball for strikes, I know it was so big for you, but it seemed like he had pretty good command of that fastball today. Just what was your evaluation of where your stuff was at? Yeah, I mean, fastball command. I've been, I mean, I've been saying I need to work on that for the past couple of weeks. Um, today it finally showed. Um, fastball felt good. Uh, changeup also felt good. Um, and sliders still work in progress. Curveballs felt good, but I mean, overall, I mean, I'll take that any day. Reed, it seemed like this entire time through the rotation. I mean, every starter had a lot of success this time through. Um, is is there a sense of maybe feeding off of some of that when you're out there trying to keep that momentum going? Oh, for sure. I mean, you watch the guys before. Uh, I mean, you don't want to have a bad outing. Um, and I mean, getting to watch these guys every day, it's truly amazing um, we have a great staff great people to work with um, and yeah you just want to give it your best every time because we're good we're good we're really seeing this angels pitching staff come along and, and one really good time through the rotation is great and now it's going to be up to these angels pitchers to keep it going on the road one thing to have success at home angel starting pitching has been great at home now it's about keeping it up uh, on the road as well and on the last road trip it was the angel starters that uh, for the most part maybe Shohei Otani aside struggled a little bit and it was the bullpen that carried them you'd want to see the starters be able to continue this momentum as they go on this road trip a four game weekend wraparound series in Chicago against the White Sox, then three from Fenway against the Boston Red Sox. That's going to do it for us here on this 100th edition of the Angels Recap Podcast. There you go. Angels in first place at the moment. Game and a half lead on Seattle. They've won five in a row, six games over 500. 
And the work is just getting started. I mean, the old cliche is true. You can't win the World Series in April, uh, but you can lose your chance to be a contender. Right now, the Angels thoroughly in the thick of it and looking forward to seeing them continue throughout the course of this season. My name is Trent Rush. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Angels Recap Podcast.